0: Welcome to The Den, the Jacksonville Jaguars podcast station for nothing but your beloved Jaguars. It's not a better time to bring in the first show than now, especially after the last few weeks the Jaguars have had on and off the field. And I believe a lot of you out there can agree in the same, especially what happened uh, last week against uh, the Los Angeles Rams how we performed in that game, what happened to James Robinson, how he was out for about 20 plays. Was he benched? Was he just forgotten about? Was there an injury? Who knows? We still don't have the answer to that. We go through a whole week of practice, listen to Urban Meyer on the Urban Meyer show, hear what he has to say about things turning around. He feels like James Robinson is going to be more involved this week. Turn around this week, feeling pretty good, getting to Sunday, heading to Nashville, and were we let down again? I don't know. But is there any expectation that things will turn around? I personally don't think so. With that being said, Tennessee Titans defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 20 to nothing. Tennessee had 263 total yards of offense, 161 of that coming from Tannehill in the air. Jacksonville, on the other hand, had only 192 total yards. (sighs) And here I say it, eight of that coming on the ground. Eight rushing yards in the whole entire football game, which is the worst in franchise history. How do we run the ball only eight times and still only get eight rushing yards? Like that—that's really hard to do. It's—it's it's really hard to do. Like yeah, eight eight attempts is is pretty low, but nah. I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. We're going to talk about the defense first. We're going to talk about the defense. In my opinion, I think the defense played pretty well. The Titans are still out without Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown on offense. But they bring back Julio Jones. And we still held the Titans to only 263 yards of total offense. Jacksonville did record four sacks on Tannehill behind Wilson Robertson-Harris, Smoot, and Ward. So four sacks in the game, not too bad. The Titans had three on us. The rushing yards came off of the big run from Tannehill early in the game, which we all know ended in Andrew Wingard's unnecessary roughness call. Was the attempt on on Wingard, it, it, it was strange. I didn't feel like he let up or tried to let up, you know, after the play was over and the flag was called. He kind of like stood up and, and, you know, put his hands up in the air and and really just kind of was in distraught. Um, like he really didn't mean to do it. I I I don't know. But if, if you have played football, sometimes those plays happen so fast, it's hard to pull up. But when you're a pro player and you're running head-on with a QB, I don't care who it is. You have to anticipate a slide in that situation. I don't care who it is. It could be Lamar Jackson. It could be Tom Brady. But if both of those guys are running head-on at you, you have to anticipate a slide. Those guys aren't trying to get laid out by you and get hurt. Now, I'm not saying give up on the play. But we have to be smarter in that situation. But overall, I think the defense played extremely well, considering what happened in the second half. With being out there for almost 40 minutes in the whole football game. I think the Tennessee Titans had about 36 – around 36 – total minutes of time of possession. But when you're out there for 40 minutes, you're going to get tired. And the 40 minutes was helped out by Trevor Lawrence and his four turnovers. But with that being said, we still held the Tennessee Titans to only 20 points in the ballgame. There's one thing I could say about the defense is for the last couple weeks, it's been a real struggle. You know, we, we have a great game against Buffalo about a month ago. We turn around go to Indianapolis. The first couple of drives of the game were weird. Jackson, uh, Jacksonville gives up a, a black punt, leads to a touchdown. Indianapolis comes out. They rush for a touchdown. We're down in a hole pretty quick. And then all of a sudden, the tide is turning. Jacksonville's moving the ball. We look really good. If we didn't give up those points early on in the game, I believe we win the ball game. It was just a couple miscues early that, that hurt us. Now here we go turning around, coming back home, play the 49ers. We just looked like we had no clue. Then we play a Falcons team that is either – pretty decent, or they just look really bad. And once again, we couldn't get anything going. And now here we are, a week before playing the Los Angeles Rams, and we get smacked in the mouth. Now, are the Rams a good football team? Yes, they're a great football team. And I believe the offense is just as good as their defense. But, you know, I had a little hope that, and I don't know why I had hope, but the week when the Rams were playing the Packers, their defense gave up a lot of points. So I'm thinking, hey, if we could just find a way to get James Robinson going, get the running game going, figure out how to to push 70, 80 yards total rushing in the game, allow Trevor to kind of spread the field a little bit, get him going, spread the field a little bit. I believe that we can push something on them. I believe our defense can play well enough, and they've shown that against Indianapolis, and they show that against Buffalo, that they can hold above average quarterbacks to limited success. And I believe that they could have done the same thing with Matthew Stafford. But when your defense is backpulling the whole game because your offense can't get anything going, That's just what's going to happen. Like I said, here we are against the Tennessee Titans. Titans were on the bye week, so they were able to watch us against the Rams. So they had a whole extra week to prepare for us, thinking that we weren't really anything to really even be worried about in the first place. It wasn't like they were playing the Buccaneers or, or the Arizona Cardinals. They were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars who've been struggling for the last couple games and the Titans are like, great. We get a week off. We get an extra week to prepare and rest. So were they looking over us? Maybe. They could probably still have looked over us and still won the football game. That's, That's probably just what they were, that's probably what they were believing. And they came out and Unfortunately, they shut us out for the first time in over a decade. I think the last time was 2009. So the last time the Jaguars got shut out. But back to my point, with all of those games, the defense has played hard. And I think they have attacked offenses. I think they've done the best that they possibly could do in a situation that they are in right now, with how the offense looks. With as bad as the offense as the Jacksonville Jaguars have, the defense is playing as good as anyone. I think if the Jaguars could put up points, stay on the field more, give them a little bit of help, the time of possession for the opponents are down, I believe we end up having bigger plays, have turnovers, when the turnover margin, I think it's a different ball club. There was a couple games here and there, like I said, with the Indianapolis game. We could have won that game. That's another win. Early on in the season, there were signs of hope. The the Bengals game had a chance to win that one. There was two other games, I believe, that we could have won. So we could have been maybe 6-6, six and 5-7 six, and seven at one point. So I'm I I mean I believe that we're there. I believe the defense is doing as best as they can. But for two players that have been a little bit of conversation between the Jaguars fan base and organization and reporters and all of that, as Miles Jack and Josh Allen. Where have these two guys been? Now I can understand. Teams taking out one of them. But both of them, like, we have to be able to find a way to be more productive. Okay, Miles Jack against the Titans. He had six tackles, four assists. Second on the team. Okay, so, so he he was around the field. He was making tackles. But it's not consistent. Is my point. Josh Allen, last week, against the Titans, had two tackles. Two tackles. And for a stretch of weeks, he was one of your best players. He was one of your best defensive players. If not your best defensive player, especially in the Buffalo game, and he was almost leading the polls and for the Pro Bowl. He was one of the top choices. And here the last couple weeks, he just went silent. At least I know for the last two weeks. But two tackles? It's, it's, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. So with our defense playing as well as they are with – Two of our best players really showing a lot of inconsistency. That should show you something, is that we have the talent. We have the guys there. We just we just got to be a little bit better. We have to be a little bit better. Griffin had four tackles. It's a good day for him. Hamilton, four tackles. Andrew Wingard, five tackles, three assists. Damian Wilson, six tackles, four assists, one sack, two of them tackles for loss. Damian Wilson stepped up. But if we can get everyone on the same page playing their best football at the same time, like I know that we have the capability of doing that. I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars would be just fine, especially on the defensive ball. Defensive side of the ball. (sighs) So let's talk about the offense. Trevor looked great in the open a few drives. I think the first drive or so, he was three for three. Second drive comes out, he's six for six, around 50-yard mark. He was 10 for 12 at one point showing that the jaguars maybe had figured something out during practice this past week you know there was all talks of trevor coming out and i'm paraphrasing he wanted to play more freely he wanted to play the way that he knows he could play now so maybe he had figured some things out during the previous weeks And how the season has gone so far and all the games he's played that he's learned some things and now he's going to take those things that he learned and be able to put that in his repertoire and be able to be a little bit more successful and just play freely and know how he can play like he did at clemson well that didn't really last long did it he ends the game 24 for 40 with four picks. Now, were all four picks on Trevor? No. The one to Chenault that was intercepted, yeah, that ball was on a laser beam. It was coming in hot as one of those hard balls to catch. But we got to catch those. Hits off his hands. The, D- the DB is in that perfect spot. Ball comes off his hands, intercepts the ball. The other interception early on with the deep ball. Okay, everyone is saying, oh, he can't throw that, blah, 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 whatever. Well, instead of him just worrying about what his stats are at the end of the game and throwing that ball away, because he was rolling to his left, he did see that nobody was open. He was giving his guy a chance down the field, but instead of just throwing the ball away, he gave his guy a chance to make a play just to see what could happen. Because what, what would have happened if he would have thrown the ball two more yards like he, like he would have? Like he's rolling to his left, he's off balance, and throws a ball deep down the field. Now, if he would have set his feet, if he would have had time to set his feet, I had to go back and, and look at the game. But if he would have had time to set his feet, maybe if he did, I think he could have made that that pass. But it came up a little short. It got intercepted. But it's, it's third and long, and it works the same as a punt. He threw it, what, 30, 40 yards down the field, something like that. And the Titans got the ball deep into their territory. So it works out just like a punt. Yeah, it doesn't come up. On the stat sheet and says that, obviously it doesn't. But for those who have football knowledge and football IQ, that's not a bad interception. It's not a bad interception. You're trying to make a play because once again, in that situation, I think we were in the third quarter at that at that at a spot. I could be wrong. I think we were in the third quarter, and. We're down. So he's trying to make something happen. And I'm fine with that. I am completely fine with that. Now were the other two interceptions on Trevor? Yes. I, I believe the decision making wasn't as good. And he even says that in the press conference, you know, there were there were a couple things that he's seen on one of the interceptions. He said that the, the linebacker and the and the pre snap routine, um, they were running out of time in the play clock. Um, instead of calling a timeout, he kind of rushed his pre-snap look. And he didn't anticipate the linebacker to drop back like they did. And linebacker was just right there when, when he was releasing the ball. So that's a that's a learning thing. The NFL game speeds up a little bit. You know, you're trying to get a play call in. You know, it's not like when you're at Clemson and you're one of the best teams in the league, uh, in the nation, and you have all this time under the sun to basically get things, you know, going, get plays, you know, called in and you still have 10, 12 seconds on the clock when you're snapping the football, you're not wasting timeouts on, on stuff like this. So I feel like this was another learning moment for him is just, Hey, go ahead and take the timeout and get something prepared, get your reads ready, have time and don't rush it hey, we're in the NFL now. We can't rush those. So I believe two of the interceptions are on on Trevor and two of them weren't. But then again, the offensive line for however many weeks in a row have just looked absolutely horrendous. In the beginning of the game, I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to get knocked out of the game. Where they gave up like two of the three sacks and like the first couple drives, like he was getting he was getting hit. Offensive line couldn't block. Once again, he's scrambling to his left like he did on the deep ball. He's scrambling left and right. He's trying to find, trying to find guys, trying to make plays, because the offensive line is not giving him time. Noel had. Four holding calls, I believe. He's he's starting to look bad. This everybody on the offensive line is just is just starting to look to look discombobulated. I mean they just they just don't look good at all. I think as a as a team yesterday, we had we had nine penalties. Nine penalties as a team. Tennessee had two. I don't think I don't think Tennessee's line blocked that well. They gave up four sacks. I mean, when you're starting to give up around five sacks in the game, it's not very good. But then again, did the Tennessee Titans rush for only eight yards? I I still can't I still can't believe that. And I, I I keep looking at the stat sheet, and it says eight attempts, eight rushing yards. I I, I don't know if you could be any worse than that. I don't know if you could be any worse than that, and and it's mind boggling, where you have a decent above average running back like James Robinson. And I think on six attempts, he only had, he only had six yards, four yards, something like that. So you didn't get the last 2 or 4 yards until like the last carry or so. So I'm 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 just trying to wrap my head around the game plan. You can't just run the ball 8 times. I don't care if you run the ball 8 times on the first 3 possessions and the running game isn't working. You have to keep trying to establish the run to help you pass the ball. And this is where I start having problems with people saying, it's Trevor Lawrence, it's whatever. It's not. It is not Trevor's fault. When you don't have a running game, and your running game is only getting you eight yards throughout the whole game. Eight yards. It's just it's it's not gonna happen. Your passing game is not gonna happen. So now defenses are like, Man, we might as well just drop on back playing the coverage because they can't run the football. Make them beat us now running the football. So now you drop back into coverage and you basically look at Trevor and you're like, Hey man, um, you, you gotta win us the football game. So now you put Trevor in situations to where he believes he has to throw the football like he did rolling out to his left and throwing a deep. And now you're forcing him to maybe panic a little bit when the play clock's aspiring to get something off in a a passing situation to then throw an interception. It's the the whole team, the whole whole offense had four interceptions wasn't just Trevor. Because when you rest the ball for eight yards, you should throw four interceptions. You should. Because now you feel like you have to do everything on your own. We have got to figure out something offensively. We got to figure it out. Will there be some reshuffling going around on the offensive side of ball. I, I I really believe so. I believe some guys are are finally going to get start start playing. I I believe Little is going to come in. He's going to play a little bit of tackle. I think Cam Robinson who keeps getting beat on the outside on pass rushes might see a little bit of time at the guard position, which I I believe I believe he should. Because he struggles. He struggles blocking on the outside. He's just getting blown up. He's not fast enough. His footwork it doesn't look like it's where it needs to be for the pro level. So maybe put him out of guard position. Maybe make it a little bit easier for him. Now we can't just say, oh, we're going to mix up the Carries now 50-50 with James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. We know what we get from Carlos Hyde. Maybe we just need to get the ball to James Robinson some more. Maybe run the ball 70-30%. 70 to 30. Run pass. See if we can really get something going on on the running game, besides having eight attempts. Maybe instead of Trevor throwing the ball 40 times. Let him throw it twenty two times. Take away half the plays. Take away half the passing plays. Like I understand we get in a hole and people are gonna be like, Oh, like we can't do that. Why not? We have nothing to play for now. We're out of the playoffs. Really all we're doing is playing for the last or the number one overall pick. And now we're playing for the Texans for the last spot in the division. So yeah, do we want to win this coming weekend against Houston and not come and not try to come and last in the division? Yeah. We're both two and eleven. I could be wrong, but I think we're around the same the same uh win loss in the division. So yeah, I I w I would like I would like to beat Houston. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys want the Jaguars to do besides try to move some guys around, run the ball a lot more, cut Travers, passing attempts in half, let James Robinson and Carlos Hyde take a little bit of snaps. I would like to see James Robinson a lot more than Carlos Hyde because I believe they're not on the same level athletically. And like Urban said the other day, James Robinson, hurt, or not 100%, is a better running back than Carlos Hyde. It's plain and simple. But when you say that a guy hurt is better than your backup, don't have him on the sideline for 20-plus plays. And also, the following week, when you preach all week long that there's going to be some change and how the running back position is played out, don't just rush him eight times. You cannot rush him eight times and expect to be successful and win a football game. And I don't want Urban to come out tomorrow on the Urban Meyer Show and feed us some some stuff that oh like i have to figure out how to get james robinson to be a little bit more successful let him rush for more than eight eight times in the game now granted he didn't rush for the full eight how many how many times did did he rush a handful maybe I mean, we have to figure out – Urban has to figure it out. Urban can't just say we have to – I have to talk to the assistant coach. I have to talk to the running back's coach. I have to – no, dude, you're the head coach. You are the head coach for a reason. You have to know what your guys are doing, coaches, and you have to know whether or not your best players are in the game. And how many times plays are being called to get your guys, to get the ball in the hands of your best players. You have to know that. You, ha- you have got to know that. So I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what we hear from Urban tomorrow on the Urban Meyer Show. And see what he has planned for this week. Because I'm going to tell you, the Texans didn't play too bad against the Seahawks. They didn't look bad at all. They were fighting with them for for the longest time. They they look they look pretty decent. So do they come into Jacksonville with some, you know, with some hope that they're going to come in here and win this football game? Yeah. They're going to come in here riding high right on in, and it's, and they think that they're going to win the football game because of how we are right now. Davis Mills, 33 for 49, 331 yards passing for the Texans with one TD. Total yards, they had 380. They only rushed the ball for 63 yards. Rex Burkhead, 11 carries. Royce Freeman, 11 carries. 40 and 50 yards. 10 no TDs on the ground. So can our rush defense bring that down some? Oh, I believe so. I believe I believe our defense is better than the Seahawks. And that's just my opinion. I believe that we have a better defense than the Seahawks. But the Seahawks offense keeps their defense fresh. Seahawks can sustain drives. They put points on the board. They give their defense a chance to be 100% healthy and ready to go all game long. That's the difference between our team and theirs. I believe our defense is better than theirs, but their offense is way better than ours. And it helps their defense out. I mean, when you let Davis Mills throw for 331 yards, there's obviously a problem. Okay? Not knocking Davis Mills or anything like that. Is Trevor Lawrence better than Davis Mills? Yes. Will there be any better production this week? I hope so. I hope so. Because you cannot let Davis Mills come in here and play against the number one overall pick. Like I said earlier, it's it's not all Trevor's fault. Okay, it's the offensive line. It's the run production. But if we can somehow or another push the ball against the Texans, Richard Penny for the Seahawks, 16 carries, 137 yards and two touchdowns. James Robinson should be able to run on the Texans and be successful. I believe James Robinson can rush for around 100 yards and maybe still even have two touchdowns if the offensive line shows up. If the offensive line shows up, I believe he will be successful because now James Robinson is successful on the ground. And Trevor Lawrence has ability to be able to throw. And I believe Trevor Lawrence would then be successful. I, I, I believe the game won't be close. I have high hopes that if we are successful, like I just said, on running the ball and allowing Trevor to have good opportunities passing the ball, our defense will be a lot healthier. They'll be well-rested. Between drives, they're not rushing out there every three plays, being out there for 10, giving up touchdowns, playing from behind. I believe our defense is going to play like they did against Buffalo, and our offense is going to be able to succeed, and it's going to look like a whole different Jacksonville team. That's my hot take for the week. As the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Houston Texans, 14 plus by 14 points or more. I think it happens. But like I said, we'll we'll hear what Urban has to say. We'll see what goes on for the week and we'll go from there. That's all I got. That's all I got from what I seen yesterday what I heard after the game, and how I feel on the upcoming week. That's all I got. So, Jaguar Nation, Till next time, y'all be good.